Hello, everyone, and welcome to Devotional Life with Paul and Jeannie. We're so glad that you're here with us. And we had kind of a, well, Paul the Apostle was giving his testimony, and we kind of cut off uh, in the first part of it, didn't we? So uh, why don't we back up a little bit? Where are we with Paul the Apostle? Actually, at this time, he is Saul, Rabbi Saul of Tarsus by way of Jerusalem. And he has arrest warrants for Christians, and uh, he wants to take them in. And I don't think he cares much for what happens to them, including up to death. He is blinded <sighs> by his being convinced that he's right at all costs. Yeah. And that he's doing something righteous, you know. And we, we ended last time talking about how many times do we have blind spots in our own lives that we really think we're right and uh, we're really, <laughs> we're wrong, we're dead wrong, or we don't have the big picture. You know, we've just got some little slice of information and so we run with it and instead or, of pausing and asking the Lord, open my eyes and show me, Lord, do I have your perspective on this? Or maybe like in Paul's life, it's just the way he grew up. That's all he knew all his life was righteousness by your hard work. But the uh, anger that he felt towards Christ and towards any of his followers, that was like, a, you know, something that he was just so engulfed in. And I think we can, you know, when we get have relationships with other people, sometimes we can hear something or see something and we're just so convinced that what we see in here is right. And it may not be right at all. We yeah. may be deceived. And yet we were not planning to do something deceptive. I mean, I'm sure Paul didn't wake up in the morning and say, oh, I'm, I'm going to do my own thing here and I don't care. And, you know, I he honestly was deceived and thinking that he was fulfilling some kind of good thing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's how I relate with it. Okay. I think that there's ways in my life that I can have blindness in my life. I don't know the whole picture and I need to stay humble and I need to ask Christ, give me your thoughts, your mind, your perspective. And I don't think Paul did that. I think Paul was just going full full speed ahead and not considering asking and humbling himself before God of his God that he said he served and say, show me truth. If he would have done that, the Lord would have shown him truth. Yeah. So the Lord does intercept Paul does right and that's pretty exciting <laughs> it is yeah with the hope that for each one of us God intercepts us yeah we were talking to Josh just yesterday about you know God opening and closing doors and sometimes in our sincerity we don't quite know what to do and I know I've prayed a lot Lord just slam that door closed yes. if I'm if I'm going down a road that I'm not supposed to go down or it's not what's best or what you had planned just close it you know I mean I'm not going to sit there paralyzed and not do anything or make any choices throughout my day but I am going to throw that out there oftentimes open doors that you want me to go through and close doors that you don't and the Lord yeah. definitely closed this door on on Saul and I'm sure it was an answer to all those Christians prayers sure. they knew he was coming sure. they're like Lord save us you know from like a bad guy that's running a country right now mm -hmm. and the Christians are calling out save us from this man yes so anyone can get saved 
And That's right. the Lord's answering those prayers by having this man come to know the Lord and having this intersection of faith. And, you know, because he responds, he's convinced that he can throw put everything aside of what he already thought was right and mm. listen to God. And God humbled him. I mean, he stayed in that spot for three days, couldn't see, and he had a lot to think about during sure that time. Did. And he was really humbled. So um, the Lord had gone ahead and and given a man named Ananias, who was considered a righteous man, a vision, and told him, hey, Saul's coming, and uh, I'm going to change his name to Paul, and I want you to pray for him. And uh, this, in verse 13, we're still in Acts 9, he starts to argue with the Lord, but Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem, and he's authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument. Isn't that fun? Yes. To take my message to, Paul's hoping, the Jews. He says, to take my message to the Gentiles. (laughs) The Jews hated the Gentiles. Talk about further humbling, Paul. Yes. And to the kings, as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show Paul how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Boy, there's a lot in there. A whole lot. And God is preparing him and making him, bringing him to a place where he values eternal life over temporal life. Where he sees the bigger picture. Where he realizes that, one, God has great love for him. He must have great love for him. To stop him on the path he was on. Yes. And all those poor Christians he's about ready to hurt. Yeah. And that God has prepared him in many ways that he didn't even realize God was preparing him to be able to share the gospel with other people. And so now he's getting that picture. And he's realizing that the bigger thing is always sharing the love of God. And that's what's happening to him right now in this dramatic way. Well, he can't see and he's blind for three days and uh, all these things that are running through his mind, you know, the scriptures. Can Jesus really be the Messiah? Right. Is he God come in the flesh? This is uh, this is big stuff. A dramatic conversion. Yeah. And I think he's sent off to get baptized later afterwards. And then he goes off in the desert for a while. And the Lord does some more training with him one-on-one before he comes back. And I'm sure all those Old Testament scriptures were just clicking into place. They were hot. He was able to see, that means the Messiah. That's Jesus. That means how exciting that must be. (laughs) Uh, Jesus, speaking of the whole of the Bible, he says, Lo, I I come in the the whole of the book. It speaks of me. And Jesus is the key to understanding the Bible. So Paul was trying to understand the Bible without the key. Right. And now he's got the key and he's like, oh my goodness. He's really excited this time. (laughs) You know, and uh, Jesus said that he was a chosen instrument. So like you said, he's being prepared. And then he has a place for him to take his message. But, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking... What was it like for those Christians, you know, including Ananias? He was like, no, this can't be right. I even argue with God. There's people in our life now that are in authority 
that we say, oh my gosh, they just need to be eliminated, right? I mean, that would be our natural <laughs> right. response to them. Right. And anybody can get saved. Yeah. Anybody can get saved. And it tells us in the scriptures to pray for those in authority over us. So don't write anybody off. People right. were writing Paul the Apostle off, and he, who was Saul at that time. And then also it says in verse 16, he's telling Jesus is telling Ananias, I will show Paul how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Yeah. So he was preparing Paul that this is not going to be an easy road. Right. And Paul will have the decision when Jesus shares them, this is what you're going to suffer for my name's sake. Are you willing to move forward? Mm-hmm. And with us, you know, when we give our life to the Lord, because the world hated Jesus, there's a lot of times that the world's going to hate us because we represent him. Sure. And are we willing to let him be in charge, to be his instrument, and to bring the good news of the gospel to those he puts in front of us, even though we might not have a warm and fuzzy re- re- reception right then. And we need to ask in our hearts, am I going to go forward and share and tell, whether it's received with joy or whether it's received with threats? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is our commitment to yeah, Christ? Absolutely. This is, there's a lot to jaw on, on what we've gone through in these last few minutes. And, and I really want you all to be thinking about these things. I met Jesus. Have you met Jesus? What's his plan and purpose for your life? What's he called you to do? And are we afraid to do what he's called us to do? Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you'd help us to fulfill the mission, the plan, the purpose that you have for our lives. And I know it's bigger than this world. And so, Lord, we want you to come fill our lives so much with your love and your purpose that we just walk in it every day without fear for we pray this in jesus precious name and everyone says amen amen see you